The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazrowski. Hurricane force winds yesterday battering parts of Western New York, bringing down some trees and power lines. Some photos of the storm damage at WBEN.com that includes a number of tipped over tractor trailers yesterday that were blown over, bowled over by that wind. The wind warning replaced with a wind advisory through 7 o'clock today. Crime across the state was one of the focuses of Governor Kathy Hochul's State of the State address yesterday. WBEN's Brayton Wilson is here with more on how some of her announced initiatives are going over. One of the number of initiatives announced by Governor Kathy Hochul on Tuesday is cracking down on retail theft as Hochul is proposing a comprehensive plan to tackle property crime, provide relief to small businesses, and bring peace of mind to New Yorkers while they shop. Erie County District Attorney John Flynn was in Albany on Tuesday and says what many in New York are seeing more of is cross-county retail crimes being committed. We're seeing people from Monroe County coming into Erie County and vice versa. We're seeing it on a statewide level people from the city going into West Chester County and going into Long Island. And so what the governor is proposing here is having, one, a specific task force and unit by the New York State Police that can help us out locally, that obviously can investigate and help us solve cross-county jurisdictional line retail theft. Another proposal Hochul touched on Tuesday was legislation to expand the list of offenses eligible for prosecution as hate crimes to include all forms of first-degree rape, gang assault, making graffiti, and arson, among others. Flynn says this would be a significant change for the state as he believes every single crime that has any type of human harm element to it should have a hate crime enhancer attached. Obviously, a petty larceny, you're going in a Walmart and stealing a candy bar. There's no need for an enhancement for that, okay? But every assault, every sex act crime, obviously every homicide, you know, already is. But every type of criminal trespass, criminal mischief, anytime you're talking about property damage or damage to a human being, every one of those crimes should should have a hate crime enhancer attached to it because, again, that increases my ability to put the bad guys away. More from Flynn on Governor Hochul's proposals is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you. Buffalo police have a tentative new contract, a four-year deal that includes a 3% salary increase for both 2021 and 2022, 4% increases for each of the next three years as well. It covers more than 800 different department positions in total. Mitch Nowakowski, the Buffalo Common Council, speaking about it yesterday. I mean, I think right now what we're looking at is all of the retroactive pay that will, the city will ultimately have to pay out. And it's no secret that the city, uh, come 2025, when ARP dollars shore up, um, we're going to be asking the hard questions of where is this money going to be coming to to settle this contract. Well, the contract has been approved by the Police Benevolent Association. Still requires approval, though by the Buffalo Fiscal Stability Authority and the Common Council. On the city's east side, the discussion continues on whether or not the state should move forward with the project to cover a portion of the 33. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. A big reason for Monday's meeting, says Reverend Mark Blue, was to separate fact from fiction on the Kensington project. One thing that I believe in is that an informed citizen is the best citizen you can have. But uh, any, any misinformation will definitely tear up a community. So uh, there was a lot of good information that was shared. He says some health concerns were raised. The blasting is a, a concern, how that's going to affect the community and, and festus. And they did a good job in sharing uh, that, uh, that there's minimal asbestos there.
there. There's some, but it's not uh, of a great concern that will mess up the air quality. Bloom says support and opposition have been 50-50 to this point. He hopes the DOT will take residents' concerns seriously. They have noted and jot down those concerns, and it w- those concerns will be addressed because people need to know, and they need to know that they're being heard. Hear more from Reverend Blue online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. 508 now on WBEN. The head of Boeing addressing workers at the Boeing 737 plant in Renton, Washington. In the wake of that door blowing off in Alaska Airlines, Boeing 737 MAX 9, while in flight last week, luckily no one was sitting in the seats right next to the blown-off door. Everyone survived. Promising transparency, something Boeing was alleged to have failed at after two deadly MAX crashes in 2018 and 2019. Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun says the company is acknowledging its mistake with the door blowing off. He became emotional telling Boeing employees about when he first didn't know if somebody had been sitting in the empty seats next to the blown-off door. I got kids, I got grandkids, and so do you. This stuff matters. Everything matters. Alex Stone, ABC News. All right, uh, continuing to follow that story. And Congress is back in session with just over a week and a half to prevent a partial government shutdown. Congressional leaders agreed to multi-billion dollar spending levels over the weekend to carry until the end of the fiscal year. House Speaker Mike Johnson says another extension won't be necessary, but several spending bills still have to be presented and passed. The Senate, the simplest things take a week in the Senate. I think frequently the House doesn't understand how long it takes to get something through the Senate. Our goal is to get this done as quickly as possible, and we are working really, really hard. That's the bottom line. That's Mitch McConnell there and Chuck Schumer. Funding for about 20 percent of the federal government expires next Friday. The rest runs out February 2nd. The exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast calls for rain changing to snow showers this afternoon. Strong winds continuing. Steady temperatures in the mid-30s with a dusting to two inches of a slushy accumulation, especially on the hilltop south of Buffalo. Scattered snow showers tonight with lake snow south of Buffalo. Temperatures dropping off into the upper 20s with gusty winds early on up to 40 miles an hour could see a trace to two inches of accumulation again primarily south of buffalo staying breezy into tomorrow with snow showers a dusting to two inches of accumulation we'll see highs in the mid-30s with the exclusive wben seven weather forecast i'm meteorologist mary beth robel Two local school districts are moving forward on selecting new mascots after the state banned schools from using Native American names and imagery. We're talking now with superintendents from both Tonawanda and Iroquois. Doug Schofield is the Iroquois superintendent. Uh, Doug is with us this morning on the Trocare College Live Line. Uh, Doug, your former mascot was the Chiefs. Where are you in this process to replace it? Uh, Good morning. Uh, Currently in the process, we have finished selecting the mascot name. We are going to be renamed the Red Hawks. And uh, we're entering now the phase of selecting the logo, accepting submissions for that. So uh, Red Hawks, how did this come about? Because I know in the Iroquois district especially, there was a lot of back and forth uh, over should we or should we not go forward with the change? Uh, Yeah, great question. Um, How we got to the name is we actually had a period of time where anyone could submit names. We received over 300, a committee that narrowed that down to 25. Um, That 25 was voted on by the public to reach the top five, and the top five was again voted on. 
with Red Hawks receiving over 70% of the vote. Um, and in the beginning, there was some discussion about it, but the you know foundation of Iroquois is that we on, wanted to honor and respect the name Chiefs, and if the honor and respect meant changing, the community stood behind that we would need to change then, um, whether we liked it or not, um, due to respecting it. And uh, everything was peaceful and moving forward, and there were, there were over 1,000 people participating in voting both times. I'm wondering about the fallout. I mean, are there still hard feelings? Is it maybe not so much from students, but maybe former students and some of the parents in your district? Oh, I think there's always going to be a love for the traditional name. But I think it comes back to why do you love it because of what it stood for and that we want to respect it. And so, therefore, sometimes when you love something, you have to make a change because that is what it is about is respecting it and um, showing it honor. Well, uh, Doug, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. Douglas Schofield is the superintendent of the Iroquois School District. Also joining us this morning, superintendent in the city of Tonawanda, Tim Oldenburg, last night in the city of Tonawanda School District, they had a meeting and unveiled a new logo, no longer the Warriors. Tim, what did the district decide on? Ryan, Susan, good morning. Uh, yes, last night uh, our our committee that worked so hard on this and engaging the community unveiled our new name and logos, and uh, Tonawanda beginning next year will be the Timberwolves. All right, Tonawanda Timberwolves. And how did you get to that point? Was this also an online ballot? Uh, yes, of course, that was part of it. Uh, we began with uh, forming a committee of uh, numerous stakeholders uh, in our community, in our school system. And uh, from there, we uh, mapped out uh, a plan and a timeline which involved uh, the community being able uh, to have a period of open submissions. And um, at that, from there, uh, community members were able to submit names and rationale and uh, what they believe a new name would stand for. And believe it or not, Timberwolves was the second most submitted suggestion. Uh, from there, uh, it was narrowed down to 12 semifinalists, which, again, the community had an opportunity to do a vote. Um, and uh, Timberwolves was the number one choice of the community uh, with nearly 1,600 total votes. Uh, Timberwolves was on top, and that narrowed it down to um, a final three, which then the student body, um, which will be um, connected to this name moving forward, uh, voted. And Timberwolves came on top with nearly 50% of the student vote. Right. That's pretty interesting. You know, uh, I notice uh, whether it's on the district website where the, the feathers have been off the T logo for a little bit of a while. Where are you in terms of kind of switching over the imagery and things like that, that, you know, there's a lot of throughout the school district that all needs to change according to the state? Yeah, so uh, that's a very good point. And uh, as much as we're celebrated uh, and excited about uh, what took place last night and the pathway moving forward with with knowing the name, now begins the work. Uh, So we have been over the last year, year and a half, been uh, planning and evaluating, you know, what in our school system uh, will need to change, uh, what will need to be updated. And that ranges from athletic uniforms to um, our sports facilities, whether it be a turf field uh, or a basketball court or scoreboards or um, uh, walls and and other branding that uh, has been part of our district for so long. And 
um, we're, we're planning to uh, begin making that transition over the next year. What about the cost of all of those changes that you just mentioned? Have you added it up? Yeah, uh, we have been working on that. And um, one of the complicating factors is, uh, you know, when we began evaluating uh, what changes would need to take place and where does that fit in our um, in our normal replacement uh, schedule and, and within our budget, some things are planned for over the next year or so, some things aren't. But, um, you know, what's really changed is the cost of labor and the cost of materials since we first did this evaluation a little while ago. The escalation has been so high that uh, we're in the process of really now connecting with some of the vendors with uh, current prices, uh, current uh, estimates, and uh, that's more expensive than it was a year ago. Well, uh, a lot of that still has to take place, but uh, Timber Wolves, that came, uh, you said it was one of the leading vote-getters when you just asked for names, and then obviously winning. I saw the new logo. looks, you know, pretty nice, uh, what you were able to do. But the big question is, I mean, what's more ferocious, a Timber Wolf or a Lumberjack? Well, uh, we, we believe that the Timber Wolf uh, is, is stronger and more fierce, and uh, we're, we're still... Uh, prepared and, and anxious to face our, our rivals in, in North Tonawanda. But we're, we're proud in, in Tonawanda, and uh, we're in the process of moving forward. All right. Uh, pretty exciting there. Hey, I'm just curious, too, you know, with the state making this directive, is the state offering to give you money to make some of these changes? At this point, um, the answer has been no. Uh, there's no uh, new aid or uh, new access to funds that would support this outside of uh, the current um, the current funding and revenue sources that come to school. So there's no question that this is a sizable expense for most districts to, to take on. Um, I'm sure there's a variety of ways that districts are planning to do it. Uh, for, for us, um, we are going to monitor, we are going to track uh, the expenses very closely in case there's an opportunity in the future uh, with the state. Uh, offering, uh, uh, you know, some level of aid or support, uh, perhaps even after the fact that our district would uh, then be able to engage in. Well, Tim, thank you for the time this morning. Really appreciate it. Tim Oldenburg joining us, City of uh, City of Tonawanda School Superintendent. Before that, Doug Schofield, Iroquois School Superintendent, both districts with new mascots after the state mandated a move away from any native mascots. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.